It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, the Trademate Sports YouTube channel. Today, we will be previewing tomorrow's games, which are England versus Iran, Senegal versus Netherlands, and USA versus Wales. So this is kind of how it will work every day. We'll jump on at, I believe, 9 p.m. UK time and 10 p.m. European time, Central European time, whatever it is, CET. And, uh, yeah, we will talk about tomorrow's games. So we'll be doing that every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night and then a little break over the weekend and then back again for the following Sunday through Thursday and obviously a lot more sporadically throughout the the finals as there just won't be as many games. But if you have any questions at all during the streams or any thoughts on anything we're going through today, that's the whole purpose of doing this live. Please send through on the chat. Hopefully there's some people already sending through some stuff. Oh, look at that. Just as I said, Patrick Gomez, and I love you too, mate. Great to see you. And uh, but I should probably introduce our guest on the top hand, top right hand corner of your screen, pro sports better, Neil Shah. How are you, mate? Yeah, very good, mate. How's things? Very, very good, mate. Good to see you. And at the bottom of your screen, fainting the line, Paul. How are you, mate? Good to be back. Good How's to have going, you, guys? Mate. Very good, mate. Very good. Uh, so we will also have a lot of other contributors throughout the tournament. We've got George Gamble coming back. He'll be on tomorrow. Ryan Bruno, Tony Alvarez. So we'll get a real mix of guests on throughout the tournament. So uh, once you get sick of hearing Neil's opinions, you will be reprieved <laughs> very quickly. Um, all right, fellas. Maybe just quick, uh, quick thoughts on today's game. Um, I don't know if it was a surprising result. I think people were maybe expecting to be a little bit closer, at least for uh, maybe a, li- a little bit longer of the game, maybe. But uh, yeah, any early thoughts for you, Paul, on the on the game today? Um, not a ton. Uh, I didn't do anything on the game outright. Had a couple passes, bets uh, did decently. Um, I had like a Qatar shots unders bet uh, too, so that that was nice. But uh, not nothing nothing too heavy, I don't think. Uh, Qataris just kind of conceding possession. They're not going to have. Uh, they kind of tried to play a little bit, which kind of got them in trouble. I think uh, they kind of try try to play out the back a little bit too much, and uh, the Ecuadorian side kind of pounced, and I think that's why they scored early. Uh, but I don't think there was too many surprises. I mean. Like I said, I didn't play the game outright, but to me, the the odds were probably about correct, and I or correct by kickoff. I I'd say I, I uh, I'd probably I would have tended to agree with the little uh shift, uh, crashing in on the Ecuadorian side on uh, game day there, um, or coming in over the night before the game. So nothing, nothing, uh, I'd say was too too out of the ordinary for me. All right, mate. Good stuff. And for you, Neil, your uh, I guess your second teammate, they uh, they let you down today. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my I had an um, earlier bet on uh, Qatar to to qualify at six to one, which uh, 
if anything, they're probably um, they're good value on uh, the the low scoring team, which I think uh, you know John L sort of alerted me to earlier today. Yeah, I was quite disappointed uh, to be honest. I think um, you know a lot of people will probably just sort of dismiss Qatar as no hopers, but I think you know basically Paul's analysis is spot on there as well. You know they kind of try to play out from the back a little bit too much. Much. Um, the nerves just got to me. You could kind of see quite, quite clearly from sort of a few minutes in. You know, even though um, you know what starts to do well, I was trading goals in the first half. You could just see kind of Ecuador could sniff blood, um, <clears throat> and you know they just weren't able to um, you know, create enough chances. You know, um, get the ball in forward areas, and you know, and then Ecuador kind of dropped off. If, if they kind of kept that same intensity, it could have been a far worse scoreline. So. Um, it's going to be an uphill battle for them. Um, again, you know, they, they, I think they have a chance of, of scoring a goal. They have some decent attackers, but um, it, again, you know, if, if they play anything like that in the second game, they're going to get punished against the And I think the Dutch is just, who knows what the score will be there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just going to be very, very difficult for them. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to have to see in the second game. But again, like I kind of mentioned in, in the, the the outright post, I think it's important not to necessarily overreact. So um, what we saw today um, during that game is the markets for the upcoming game. So the Senegal and Qatar game, I think Senegal were you know around um, 2.25. I think uh, we were discussing this in our little chat before the game. Um, and, um, and, you know, they've gone into, I think, about 1.7 now. Um, so it's an angle to look for, uh, definitely kind of going forward for other games to see kind of what games are coming up next, anticipating that. Because I think Qatar have been an unknown quantity. So I think the prices sort of reflected a little bit of uncertainty in the market. And then when everyone saw how bad, yeah. you know, I think everyone kind of got the idea that, yeah, all right, you know, this is, this is kind of time. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see. But I think I, I wouldn't write them off necessarily kind of competing half against uh, Senegal, for example, maybe keeping it nil-nil, nicking a goal at some point, um, but it's going to be tough. I, th- I think that's a really interesting angle, for the, especially for teams that are maybe outside of Europe, because because the European teams they're always kind of mm. playing each other. They we we have like such a good gauge of where they're at, whereas South American teams, even like Argentina, Brazil, they don't face the same competition as the European teams. You know, your Qatar's, Australia, all these kind of nations, you can get a gauge, you know, a gauge on them pretty quickly in terms of how they actually front up against more serious competition. So, yeah, like you said, mate, that might be something for. I'm just thinking of games we're looking at tomorrow, maybe like a Senegal, something like that, who don't play the strongest of competition in Africa. Iran, another one, you know, maybe they get off to a strong start, a poor start. Um, and, yeah, you can look at backing. You'd have to be pretty quick, I assume, because that price on uh, Senegal and, and, and the Netherlands went bloody quickly. Um, so, yeah, something for people to look out for. But let's uh, let's get into tomorrow's first game which is your great nation of england mate they go up against iran as you can see the odds are at the bottom of your screen there england as short as 1.35 iran at 13s and the draw at five asian handicaps are 1.25 and the over under is at 2.25 um i think this is an interesting one to preview i'll start with you neil since you're uh, the resident englishman 
I I believe this is a tougher game for England than most people will expect. And uh, it's not really represented in the odds at all. But most people I've listened to, we talked about this on the podcast last week, or at least I talked about it. Um, a lot of people, respectable people, rate Iran as potentially the second best team in this group. So, mate, how do you how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. I don't think it's going to be an easy game for England. I think the way that Iran set up, it's kind of um, if there was a market for like the, the the worst game to watch in the tournament, then this would be kind of right up there. I think um, you know um, Kiros is going to set up his team again to kind of stifle and frustrate, and they did very well in the last World Cup. You know, against they were they were pretty close to actually getting through their group. I think we mentioned before, um, you know, we're just kind of one chance away in the last minute. Um, so, yeah, uh, Mark says England has no chance of lifting the World Cup. Um, yeah, you know, but but in terms of this game uh, specifically, I think um, it's kind of tailor-made for a kind of a tough battle. Um, you know, England maybe scraping a, a win, kind of having to kind of get through into the second half if we're going to break down that Iranian defence. And, um, and, and you know, to be fair with Iran, like we've said, you know, that they, they are a danger. They have a dangerous front three, you know, all playing a decent, um, you know, U- European clubs. Um, again, you know, um, Terebi and... Um, uh, Jangbach and uh, Asmoon. I'm not sure um, in terms of the fitness. Asmoon, you know, um, if he will be starting, you know, if he's going to be able to last the match. Um, but they have got danger on the counter track. So when they do break, and if England are kind of forced to, um, you know, be quite progressive, um, they, they, you know, they are able to to, to score from a quick counter. Um, my only concern, well, my concern for for Iran is. Um, just the kind of chaos and upheaval in terms of their coaching staff. Um, um, you know, they, they did have a, a manager who was um, sacked and then reinstated again, um, you know, and then sacked again. Yeah. Um, and then Kiroz has kind of come in for the World Cup. So th- there has been a kind of chaotic build-up. I don't think they, they haven't actually played, uh, you know, as many friendlies as, as they would have liked. So they're kind of a little bit undercooked in that sense. Um, but, you know what you you could make the argument again if you're kind of setting up tactically for a kind of low defensive block and having a kind of well-organized well-drawn defense it's easier to um set up a team to do that for a tournament than it would be to kind of create again sort of creative open attacking plays um but yeah absolutely i wouldn't put anyone off uh, a handicap there um should i mention my sort of pick for the game now or kind of leave that till the end you fire away mate i won't argue that so yeah, in terms of the handicaps, I mean, um, you know, I was tempted to look at the um, the, the, the plus uh, one and a half on the Asian um, for Iran, um, but I, I'm still not 100 percent sure. I think you know that you know England could have a late burst. What I was quite interested in was actually the, the corners. So um, I, I'm taking the um, the plus four on, on, on Iran corners. They don't concede very many corners. England don't tend to actually get many corners either. Um, you know, obviously there is a risk that they're kind of going to tighten things in the middle, and um, you know, England are kind of forced wide to do that. But I think because Iran have some useful players on the break, you know, they may be able to pick up a few as well. So I quite um, you know like the odds. I think you can get one point eight at the moment. At, um, you know, Unibet, Bet UK, or any of the Campy books. Um, I think that would be my play for this game. You could argue, you know, you could make a case for um, on the exchanges, maybe sort of a later back on England, kind of, you know, as the game goes on. 
you know, maybe put a few pounds on um, on on the nil nil, you know, which is you know, which could happen, you know, it could get yeah. very late into the second half. I think England last time they played Tunisia, they needed a last minute winner, and it could be a similar kind of game, um, factoring in the heat. Um, I still don't think is as huge a factor as people say, but again, you know, the Iranians will be well suited to it. Um, you know, they're just literally over the sea. Uh, from Qatar, that there's, I think, three or four players in that squad, um, in the Iranian squad, who play in Qatar and the, uh, the, the Stars League already. Um, <clears throat> so, so I think it's going to be a really tough game for England. I think, yep. uh, but my play would be on the corners. Yeah, I'll get your thoughts, Paul. Too. Um, I think the another interesting thing to add is this is an England team that are in pretty poor form, and they haven't really had any preparation. They probably had been like a week together, something like that. So it's not like you know, it's not like they've had, you get the feeling that, you know, they're in bad form. They come into this limited preparation. If they are going to hit their straps, it's still, it might be a couple of weeks away. So then maybe you could justify a, a 1.35 tagline, if you know what I mean. So um, I, I agree with you, mate. I think it's, I think it's unders and, and probably the plus, <clears throat> plus one and a half, plus 1.25 on a look value to me. But uh, yeah, what do you think, Paul? You are not going to get a different opinion from me. Um, yeah, so the only game I think out of these three that I'd be feel confident right now to give out, you know, like a play on the handicap or the over-under line would probably be this game. Um, I tend to see it the same way. I, I think it's going to be like a little bit before and crack them open, kind of the game state going something along the lines that Neil would say is, where I would pin it, um, and for that reason, I would go to bet three six five right now and take the first half under one. I think that is at one point seven seven. Also at Pinnacle, I it's at one point eight one at bet three six five, and I would take it down to one point seven five. Uh, if you're a little riskier, you could go like under half half a goal for the first half at two point seven five. I see generally out there like pinnacles at 2.74 so i like the under under in the first half i think uh like if england crack it open i tend to see it being in the second half um personally and uh so yeah that that would be uh where i'd go with the game line i also like had a couple of prop lines if you want me to discuss yeah, those they kind of Go into the same things with the game state. Uh, I think the line for England's possession is like around 66.5%. Uh, that's what I saw earlier. So you're looking at over under 66.5% for England's possession. You know, I would pin it somewhere near there probably. I didn't actually look into that line too much to bet, um, but I, I probably would say that's near correct. And uh, for that reason, I also like Ali Reza Jahanbach of Iran, the right winger. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mike, can you say that again? That. It's Ali Reza, <laughs> you know, whatever his last name is, the right winger for Iran. Um, I'm going to, I got him under 23 and a half passes and 1.83 right now on uh bet three, six, five. And like some of the offshores are at under 21 and a half. And I go ahead and snatch that up too. That's fine for the main line. Um, I think he's pr priced up more like an attacking mid, which he tends to, or, you know, he's priced up more like an attacking mid, but I really see him playing, like, a right wing further up slot this game. Like, Iran are going to be trying to get out the back, like, as England pinned them in. And uh, 
Like I could see them trying to get out through him, but I would see him like making a lot of runs when he touched the ball on that side, not really actually, you know, passing it because there's not going to be anybody in front of him to pass to, and they're going to be trying to get out the back, in my opinion. So I like the under passes there. And uh, I also like the tackles line uh, for right back Sadega Moharami. And uh, for his club, he plays right, like, like a right mid, uh, sometimes right wing. And he also like subs out a lot. But if you look on uh, his history for the international side, he tends to play, well, he always plays right back actually, but he also tends to not sub out because he's favored by the manager. Um, so in their more important games, I haven't seen him subbing out and I would take him for two plus tackles at 1.82 at all the offshore sites. And you can even get a little bit better than that if you go to the game screens on all the offshore sites. Um, if you can find that anywhere on the Euro books, two plus tackles, I'd take that down to like 1.69, 1.68. Probably still gives you a little bit of value for him at right back. Um, and like you could get on him for like four plus and six plus tackles at 5.5 and 19s pretty generally. So I would uh, I would hop on those lines because um, I would fancy him for a couple tackles against Raheem Sterling, who is you know, one of the most dispossessed players by tackle uh, per minute in the EPL. So, yeah, I I like those lines, uh, especially for the player props. But uh, I would see it, you know, taking a while for England to crack that Iran back line and kind of Iran trying to get out. England aren't the best possession team, I don't think. So you got to be careful with that kind of thing. So for those reasons, I like I like those lines uh, on the players. Yeah, terrific stuff. It's also worth uh, mentioning that I think the line's been suspended in most places now, but you never know. You might be able to pick it up somewhere else, but uh, Harry Kane to get a card, uh, it doesn't really matter the price, but there's a chance that he's going to wear. Is it the One Love um, arm strap, armband? Um, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, which <clears throat> would get him a card if he did so. Uh, it's been banned by, I guess it's FIFA or, or whatever. So... Um, I've seen that floating out on Twitter, so it's probably worth, yeah, if you can still see it up, maybe just having a small bet on it. There's obviously a chance he won't wear it. I kind of side there's mostly a chance he won't wear it because, you know, he's their most important player. And I think it's a two cards gets you suspended maybe, two yellows. Yeah, I think I think, I think it's two. There's also a few other um, uh, captains as well potentially at risk of that. Um, and, okay. you know, the, yeah, the... Um, yeah, the risk of suspension is there. So we'll have to kind of see how it plays out. Um, I yeah. think it was available at 25 to 1. Um, <laughs> kind of when that news filtered through and got kind of uh, uh, smashed in pretty quickly. Um, so, yeah, you'll kind of have to see and sort of make a judgment call on that. Um, I, I would too, just like added. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, Neil. My bad. No, no, I ahead, would too, ahead, though, yeah. just, I would too, though, just like add a disclaimer. Like, I wouldn't be like, you gotta be careful where you're betting that type of thing. I'd say A, and then yeah. B, like if you've gotten like if that's your only account at a site, like you don't want to bet that because there's a high chance that they could, you know, pull your account. So I mean, I, I'd kind of be careful with that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, definitely value. I'd say, but you just gotta be. I'd say careful. Like if you have endless accounts, maybe it's a better thing to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he wore it. I mean, Harry Kane's not going to get a card any other way. He gets away with everything, so he can probably <laughs> get a get one and be right for the rest of the tournament. Um, anyway, I think we've uh, locked in most of our opinions there. For myself, I like the under 2.25. I think that looks best here. It covers 
one nil, two nil to England, nil nil, one one, one nil even to Iran if you want to go there. Um, so you're basically betting against England to smash them, you know. So I think uh, I think that uh, that would be my bet. I think that's at under two point two fives at uh, evens at Pinnacle. So uh, we'll lock that one that's in for myself. Nice. All right, Senegal versus the Netherlands. No Mane, no Depay. Um, probably the two best teams in the group here. So it is a very important game. It could decide who tops the group, or you know, could decide if Senegal get through over Ecuador. Um, so yeah, it, it's a big game here. You got Senegal at sevens. The draws at four point one. Netherlands one point five seven. The Asian handicap is at one, and the over/under is at two point two five. Also, we'll start with you on this one, Paul. Mate, any uh, initial thoughts here? Um. Yeah. I mean, like like I said before, I'm not going to give out like a official like play on anything like the handicap on this game. I mean, I tend to think the lines like about right on most of these games. Uh, honestly, um, this one like opened you know, plus 0.75 uh, Asian handicap um, for Senegal. Now it's more like in that plus one range. Um, so a little bit of money for Netherlands there. It's interesting, like they left a couple guys at home. I thought they might be taking, even though they didn't have like some national team experience, say a Sven Botman in defense or something like that to give them a little bit more steel in that area, I'd say, like in the defensive midfield slash center back type department, like the spine of the side. But they, I, I think they'll get a lot of possession under Van Gaal. Um, uh, uh, and for that reason, I, I'd be betting uh, Van Dyke over passes uh, up to like 69 plus, uh, go down to like 1.8. Uh, 69 is like the worst you could take it. I've seen lines out there like there's like 60 six and a half of places i think uh so but 69 is at like uh over 68 and a half i think is at bet 365 so i'd still take that probably um i'd see senegal or i'd see uh netherlands get a lot of possession because uh cisse the senegal coach tends to be pretty defensive minded i'd say even for the type of talents that uh senegal provide mm -hmm. uh especially i'd say in the midfield and like obviously, when they have Mane, they're not going to have him. I'd say, and uh, I I think that that's also an out ball for them that uh, really hurts them. Like down that wing, if you're not going to have most of the possession and Mane is your out player, he can kind of drag the team up the pitch by himself. Uh, just, you know, get a throw in. Like if he gets the ball down the sideline, runs thirty yards, and then gets a little throw in up the pitch. That's the kind of things that are going to need. Um, even though they have that strong center midfield base, like the Netherlands team has some pretty strong possession under Van Gaal. So I do like that Virgil van Dyke overs passes uh, because Senegal are, also sits really deep under Cissé. Like they have that four back and then the two center defensive mids sit really, really far in the center. So I, I really do like that overs passes. And then for the same kind of similar reason, you could like split your stakes up between these two. I like Piate under 32 and a half passes if he starts for Senegal. Uh, that's available at Bet365. And uh, the offshores, you're going to get like under 29 and a half. That's fine too for the main line. You might want to like sprinkle some alts. He could hit like 15 passes, I'm thinking, in this game. So if you want to take some higher odds, maybe try that too. Uh, there's a huge possibility he could sub tactically 
And uh, so, like I said, Senegal are just so talented individually, but he's not going to be one of the guys that's one of their ball playing guys. He's going to be really just uh, if he's in there, I don't know if he'll be in there or not, but if he is, he'll just be there for the kind of stalwart in the middle defensively, even though they always already have that steal. But Cissé just loves to pile those CDMs in there and just kind of keep it tight. So I'd see them getting, you know, not not too many passes for Kiate and a lot of passes for Van Dyke. So. I like those lines. As far as the, as far as the uh, handicap goes, like I said, I think it's about right. But uh, I, I would tend to lean towards the overs even without Mane, like uh, over 2.25 at 1.9 pretty generally. Um, this this price was the same at open. That's something I tend to look at when I bet. Like a lot of a lot of professional bettors don't look at that type of thing. Like they're you know there's it's value, it's value type of thing. I, I tend to look at the opening lines on these because if some money's flown flown in like it just kind of tells me like where, where the market's head was, or it kind of tells a story. Um, but I, I, I tend to kind of lean the overs, but I'd want to see a lineup before I uh, bet that. Cause if CSA goes too defensive and uh, you know, in Netherlands don't have some of the quality guys up front, like maybe a Bergvine or Depay in the lineup, if like one of them are out, then maybe I wouldn't bet that. But uh, I, I would see the overs as a play uh, certainly more than the unders there. Yeah, because like I'd see stuff. one goal like popping it open, kind of like it might take a minute for one, so it might be a live job maybe. Like if you want to wait twenty minutes and then start mm-hmm. dripping your stakes in, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, good call. I I agree. I think that odds, you know, seem about right on this one. Neil, you and I were both pretty high on the on the Dutch to to go well in the World Cup here in terms of their outright. And turns out our right predictions, but I would say this looks about right. One point five seven. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, um, this is, I, I kind of mentioned to, to some of my members. Uh, I took a kind of um, uh, position on the Dutch as soon as it was kind of confirmed that money was out again. Um, I was expecting it uh, to move. There might be some a little bit more tomorrow, but I don't expect it to be too much. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't. Think there's a huge amount of value on the outright. Um, again, even on the handicaps, I do think you know the Dutch are, are kind of vulnerable. I think even with money out, um, you know you, you do have some useful attackers there. And um, Saar on his day, you know he can score from the halfway line, or he can miss from two yards. Um, so, so you, you know you don't know that there's you know there is a potential for that. Again, you know, they're, they're um, um, you know they are going to be a, a tricky team for the Dutch to come up against. Um, the the angle I, I, I find I'm looking at, which was interesting, is a central full time Dutch, um, and that was around um, you know 4.4 on the exchanges. Um, again, the underlying metrics kind of show that um, you know Senegal generally tend to kind of keep things tight first half. They also struggle to to, to score in the first half of the game. The Dutch have a, have a very good record of getting late goals. Um, you know, and the kind of and a second half bias. I think the game could potentially play out in that way as well. Um, yeah. yeah, but but I but I think Paul makes you know a really good point, and you know he's gone into like way much more depth than, than I could have on this game in terms of knowledge and the Senegal team as well. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think um, again, if it kind of is a fast start, what we saw today. Um, my concern would be on the goals line again. Obviously, two very different teams, um, but um, again, kind of Ecuador, kind of sort of kind of rampaging start in the first half, game kind of dying down. 
perhaps the Dutch might, you know, take a view to to manage the situation. Obviously, you know, Van Hol's a, a wily old coach. Um, you know, he's been he's been to tournaments before, and um, you know, they, they might want to conserve energy. Um, and so, yeah, in the same way, I think Paul made a really good point about Senegal. Um, you know, maybe kind of making the most of their subs. I think today. Um, Qatar only used two subs and Ecuador eventually used kind of four of their five um, but you know it could be the case again for the Dutch to kind of rotate rotate a few um, so you know wouldn't necessarily go for um, uh, any overs for you know certain players I think the Van Dijk shout is, you know, is a great one in defence um, you know I was again looking, looking at Potentials uh, for Cody Gakpo. I think I'm quite keen on him as well in this tournament. I think to make an impression. Where's the post? <laughs> Bloody hell! I know, I know. I need to, yeah, I need to bring that with me. Um, but yeah, I, I think the halftime, full time is, is the one for me, and just to kind of monitor it in play. You know, again, if it's a kind of fast start, fast tempo, um, that would be, yeah, that would be my play there. All right. Nice. Yeah, for myself, I think it's one I'll probably just stay out of. I think it's pretty kind of a hard one to get a read on. But uh, if Senegal is going to go defensive, which probably most likely to happen, maybe you could look at Netherlands and under three and a half goals. You can get at 2.15 in a few places. Uh, you could also look at maybe Netherlands to win to nil, which you can get at 240, I think, in a few places. But, yeah, probably something, oh, probably a game I'll stay out of. Um, and just hope that, yeah, Netherlands win and uh, keep that outright bet in play for us. All right, let's uh, let's move along to USA versus Wales. Your team here, I'm still alive, don't worry. Um, I think this is maybe surprising, I think, the odds on this one out of all the games we'll go through today. Um, really important game for both of these teams. It could decide who goes through to the finals if your opinion is that um, that Iran are no chance of going through. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the odds 2.4 on the USA, draw 3.15, Wales 3.55, the handicaps at 0.25 and over-under is as low as two. Um, so we'll go to you first, Paul, since you're the resident American here. Mate, what do you what do you think? I am very much of the opinion that the USA seem very overrated in this match, but the the market just keeps shifting towards them. It was it was I, I was happy to you know look at Wales a couple of days ago when they were shorter than what they are now, but the market just keeps keeps back in the USA, mate. What's happening? Is it you? Is it you backing them in, or what's going on? <laughs> If you think I got the money to back that in, you're, you're thinking <laughs> wrong, buddy. I know. Bloody Pinnacle's got limits of like 50,000 euros or something at the moment. So maybe not. Yeah. 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 Now, see, I was actually hoping that the odds would kind of hold from open. It's open closer to like uh, USA, like 1.83 on the draw no bet or Asian handicap zero, whatever. Uh, closer to 1.83. And now, you know, it's like. Uh, let's see here on Pinnacle. I think it's like below 1.7 now, actually. I saw uh, you could get that money uh, Wales in. at 2.4 or 5 on the draw no bet. Yeah. So, like, yeah, USA is like 1.6 something on the draw no bet. So, yeah, I mean, like, I wouldn't be taking them at those odds, that's for sure. 
I, I don't think Wales is like as a clear play as most people making it out to be, though. Uh, like I would tend to have been where the market opened with this price. Like I think that was pretty fair, like 1.83 maybe on either side. Um, it's, you know, neutral location. I'd probably rate the sides about the same. You look at the Welsh side, they've probably got better finishing up top. They've definitely got more pedigree. Um, they've definitely got a system in place and they're more proven against hardened competition in Europe. Um, and they're definitely a side that's proven that they can even play with most of the European teams. I was very surprised by their possession stats and things like that against you know, decent opponents and in game states where they might have even had the lead, uh, nicked an early lead and still, you know, uh, really played some football, uh, decent football, even though most of it might have been their own, in their own half, like played some good football. So I was, you know, decently impressed by that. But you look at this USA side and where their strength is, is where Wales or the where the Welsh strength is very much not. And that would be in the engine room for me. Um, you're looking at like, I I, th I hope. I, see, this is the thing for me on this handicap. It's it's such a uh, it's such a lineup bet for me because like if if I don't see these lineups, I can't bet this game. That's that's just kind of how I look at it. Especially from the USA, there's so many things, different things that Verhalter can do. Like he left Pepe at home, who was the nine for most of the qualifiers. So you're wondering like what's his plan there at nine. You know, my, my favorite pick would be Tim Weah, but I think that's the last thing he'll probably do because he's not like a very forward-thinking manager. He's very much uh, defensive-minded and stuff. And you'd think that might be good, but with a USA side where their ta their their talent is – or their, uh, their like, best abilities is their athleticism and talent, uh, you, you, you want to be pressing high and doing things that the Berhalter style probably isn't as much, although he's become more progressive with some of these players. So, yeah, I like the USA engine room, but I just have to see the lineups before I bet anything. Like if somebody like Adams will start now that he's been named captain. But if somebody, you know, like uh, like Wea was on the bench or like uh, that, that takes out the USA's main, you know, attacking threat in behind for me. Um, so I wouldn't like something like that. Or uh, like if he's not, you know, if he's on the wing, that's fine, too. But he needs to at least be in the 11 for me. And then, like, I'd, I'd like to see all four of, like, Aronson, Musa, McKenney, and Adams. I'd like to just see all four of them out there, um, even if that means Reina on the bench. Um, for me, that's just the 11 that you go with. So, yeah, it's a big lineup look for me. I wouldn't be betting anything pregame. Um, the over-under is, like, the same thing. It's, like, it hasn't moved since uh, – it hasn't moved since open. So, I just – I can't, I don't like anything there. I just think the line's pretty, pretty efficient. One bet I would make though, I mentioned the American captain, just named captain today, Tyler Adams. I have him widely available everywhere that you look for three plus tackles. Um, I would take that down to 1.7. You're getting evens at 3.65, 2.3 at Labrooks and Coral, evens at Sky, 1.95, William Hill. And uh, some of that might be to the fact that, like, I think all the tackles and passes lines have looked pretty low to me generally. And part of that is they price in um, into these odds. They price in, like, the fact that in, in the World Cup, like a tournament setting, you're going to have, like, more stoppages in play. And, like, there's been studies on things like that, like stoppages in play because players, it means more every game. So players are obviously stopping to play more, just kind of the general shenanigans and uh, – shithousery that goes on in the game of football there's more of that in in this type of setting so for that reason the lines just look low to me but this guy i mean 
He's got the highest uh, dual grade in the Premier League, and he tops the uh, tackles charts like every single week. He's got a ridiculous hit rate on like three plus. Um, I'd also take four plus and six plus. You can get like 4.25 in 19s um, at Ladbrokes and Coral there. Uh, so, yeah, I would take some alt lines on him too at the other places also, though. So, that's my best bet for USA is the uh, tackles. One other edge I, you want, might want to look out for is on the off chance, like the 2% chance that Berhalter starts way at nine. You might want to look like at any time goal score uh, shots bet, maybe. All right, good stuff, mate. Uh, Neil, what are your thoughts? It's a are you are you in agreement with Paul that the line is pretty efficient at the moment, or do you think that potentially this has maybe gotten a little bit crazy, like myself on the on the whale side in terms of it blowing out a little bit, um, considering they could have an advantage just about everywhere in the park except for midfield. Uh, yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you. I think. Um... Yeah, so far we're sort of things very sort of we've been in agreement with uh, with lots of things, but yeah, this is where uh, yeah, it's um I think yeah I think a little bit differently to, to fall on this. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm taking that draw no bet. That was actually my pick um, on, on Wales. Yeah. I, I I like the price. I mean, I wouldn't put anyone off just backing Wales on the outright that price. I think it's too big. Um, you know, the the, the reasons for me really. Um, it is that tournament pedigree? I think it is significant. I think um, you know, what Wales have proven you know not just once, but over kind of two tournaments that they can, they can um, uh, compete, they can raise their game, um, and you know that they do have match winners. You know, the issue is that engine room in midfield. So really, you know, who can win that um, that battle? I think you know, me and Paul were discussing this earlier. You know, again, it's it's kind of. Um, this uh, uh, you know now some experience versus this kind of energy and athleticism. So you know again, if, if um, it kind of hinges on you know if they're able to kind of stop Joe Allen kind of you know, passing the ball, taking the ball over, um, and Ramsey who's you know who's been in you know decent form um, you know beneath this season. Gareth Bell's relatively fresh, says he's fit. Um, you know scored a kind of um, you know the, the last gasp. Um, Goal um, in the um, in the, the MLS, uh, you know, to, to, to take um, LA to, um, to to penalties. So um, I, I think they're just a real threat. You know, Kiefer Moore is a handful up front, kind of raises his game. You know, he, he's not a world class player, but you know, fulfills a really really useful role for, for Wales. You've got Harry Wilson again, potentially to come off the bench. Uh, Nico Williams kind of playing more advanced for them. You've got uh, you know a lot of pace that. That um, you know the, the the midfield again is kind of gettable, um, but in and around that they're a very kind of useful team. Um, I think the possession line I saw on on, on Unibet about 55 percent in favour of the US. Um, you know I'd, I'd, I'd kind of go with that. So again, Wells you know are known as this kind of um, direct team, but as as Paul says, you know again against top European nations, they you know they are able to to hold the ball well. I just think. Um, they, they have the quality to kind of see it over the line. Um, if it's going to be a kind of a tough attritional battle this game, I, I'm, I'm not sure. It could, it could be a gold fest. It could be kind of quite tight. And I'm, I'm not quite sure on that. But I would kind mm. of fancy Wales to um, to edge that in, in either scenario. Um, so, yeah, personally, I, I think I'm, I'm quite happy on the price on Wales at the moment. I think... Um, um, I think that's value to me. I think uh, you know this is kind of must-win game for both. Um, uh, the, you know, other things again. You know, kind of looking at the tackles. I think it could be kind of quite a high tackles line in general. 
as Paul suggests, you know, with, with Tyler Adams as, um, as a pick there. I was looking at Ramsey as potential for unders and passes, but I think he was kind of put off uh, by that. But um, it'll be it'll be an interesting watch. It'll definitely be more entertaining than the England game, I think. Um, but yeah, that would be my pick, Wales for sure, on, on the draw, no bet. Yeah, do you, do you think, Paul, that potentially they're thinking with the odds here that USA are going to play pretty defensively minded and then they've got that, you know, really good midfield that are quite pressy and the fact that potentially they could win the ball, you know, high up the pitch or, you know, even in midfield and, yeah, potentially counter on Wales that way and, and, and score goals? Is, is that Do you think that's how or maybe the reason why USA is so heavily favoured here? Not heavily favoured, but favoured. Yeah, so the so the odds. I mean, like I said, I mean they're a little bit short on USA from me at this second. But like I said, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't it's not like I, I would not be running to bet whales or anything like that. I mean, they're just a tad short at the second at this second. But I mean, you don't know what they're going to do by game time. A. Um, like I said, I wouldn't have even pl- played USA at like. I mean, you could say I would have now, but like I wouldn't have even played them at 1.83 though before I knew a lineup. I'd rather just see what's going to be out there uh, before I kind of, you know, get involved. I don't want it like a surprise at center back. And I think the, like, I you want to see Zimmerman and Tim Ream, I think, if you're backing USA, uh, like a surprise there. And it might get kind of dicey for me, I'd say, on the odds because. It's kind of a weak area for the team already, as you were alluding to. Uh, like the finishing and the center back area are the weakest areas of, this, of the squad. So, if, if 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 you see a surprise in one of those two center backs that you're not expecting, I, I'd say that's probably a a hindrance to the chances of uh, USA. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I just I don't see much in the odds uh, at current for me. Um, Personally, well, right. I wanted to ask actually, like, um, just in terms of like the US, their qualification, like, how much, like, how much bearing do you think that has in terms of? Yeah, I sure. Like, I would in a couple of finals, but in terms of you know, they, they had a few kind of poor results, like to anyone kind of you know, decent opposition in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great question, Neil. Like, I actually would say on this, like, if you want to compare it to like the the odds today, I'd say like. You're getting somewhat of a USA side. You don't have that home field factor of Qatar, but you're getting a USA side that basically is unproven in larger competitions compared to this Welsh side, who, like I said, has showed in the past they can not only perform but like play football against top European nations. So that's something that USA has not done, um, like tying to Saudi Arabia in a friendly with your number one team besides like a one or two guys that are hurt is like, you know, not what you expect from a team that would be, you know, competing on that European stage like the Welsh do. But I would also say that there's a steep contrast in like that Qatari side versus the Ecuadorians say who, you know, who they, they had played in Copa America and stuff. Whereas you have this Qatari side who, hadn't played in any type of tournaments besides like the Asian cup, you know, lesser competition, things like that. You can compare the game, the two, the two matches in that way. But the, the way they're different is that like that Qatar side, they don't have the, the, the same talent level to make the odds 
to the point where they should be like more of an even odds game. Um, like that Qatari side, they all play in the Qatari Stars League. It's like mm. you're playing Qatari Stars League guys versus like Caicedo, who's a everyday EPL midfielder and like one of the probably the one of the top like 30 in the whole league. So like top 20. So it's like you can't really compare the squads, whereas you have this USA squad and like the talent is comparable to the Welsh side. But the experience and like the framework is not comparable at all. Like it's way less than the Welsh. So that's where the dynamism comes in. But that's why that's where you had the odds are even because talent wise, you're not going to find a discrepancy in these sides for me. But you might find it in like the framework and the fact that the Welsh have been on the European stage and proved themselves, which America just simply hasn't. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be an interesting game. It's uh, I'm really excited to see how it plays out because yeah, uh, most of the people I've heard think that listen to sorry they think Wales should be favoured or at least they think it's a pretty fifty fifty game. And you look at the odds and they're not really representing that at the moment. If anything, they're going the way of the USA. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they they keep getting they keep getting backed in the US. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's something we don't know. Maybe Gareth Bale's, you know, not that fit, or Ramsey, or you know, someone's someone's pulled up lame, and we don't know about it. So you never know. Might have to wait. Like uh, like you mentioned, Paul, it might be worth waiting until kickoff, or you know, an hour before kickoff when the when the sides come out to see what teams the coaches come up with for this one. Uh, on that note, right. I would just I just would say too. On that note, sorry, Alex. It's just that. Uh, Joe Allen, I think, was ruled out today for the game. Well, basically, the coach said he's like he's pretty much not going to play. So, I mean, that could have been also why you saw a little drift right. there. Like he he's a big name for yeah, them. Yeah, that would be a big should loss, be yeah. in the should be in the starting eleven, mm-hmm. and that's a loss. Yeah, that can shift the odds a little bit. So, I mean, that could that could have been yeah. a little bit of the reason too. Especially with the you know deficiencies. I mean, the the advantage that USA have in midfield that kind of heightens it even more. So. Yeah, well, that explains the move, definitely, mate. Um, all right, let's move on then, fellas. Best bets for tomorrow. We'll start with you, Neil. Out of the three games we covered today, quite a few bets floating around, mate. What's your uh, What's your favourite? Yeah, I, I think I'll go with the, with the corners handicap. Um, uh, so yeah, Iran. So I, I think I said plus four earlier. It's plus five. Um, you can kind of play around with these handicaps like plus five that you bet uh, one point eight. Sorry, plus plus five on plus Iran. five handicap. Yeah, plus five um, on the corner handicap. Oh, the corners! On, so. I was like, what yeah. on earth is he talking? I thought he was talking about goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> All right. Yep. Lock that in. And uh, Paul, yourself, mate. Yeah. So I'll, I'll split it up. I'll do like one for the bigger markets. I would do the first half under one at one point eight one. Uh, down to 1.75 for the England Iran game would be my, you know, more liquid market bet. And then, uh, yeah, I like that Tyler Adams three plus tackles stick with the American theme there and, uh, put that one up for the, uh, best bet on the player props. Good stuff, mate. And I will lock in, I'll go England Iran under two and a half, oh, 2.25 goals at evens there at pinnacle. Not sure if you can get better odds elsewhere, but, uh, yeah, we'll lock in. That one for myself. Um, we will be back tomorrow, everyone. Very exciting. I believe it'll be George and Neil. I think that's who's uh, who's on t- on tomorrow, from memory. 
Um, so yeah, we're back at 9 p.m. UK time, same time throughout the whole tournament, uh, 10 p.m. European time. You can find these gentlemen on Twitter at fainting the line for Paul and for Neil at my bet or life. You can find myself at Alex Feller underscore. But that will do us for today, fellas. Great start to the tournament. Uh, and we will uh, be catching you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please make sure if this is your first time on the podcast to do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today on the podcast, more so the value betting, market movement side of stuff, please start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and start your value betting journey. Fellas, we'll see you soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Alex. Yeah. Cheers, Alex.